Investment advisory services offered through Daniel Meyer, registered investment advisor. During this show, Daniel Meyer provides general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and is not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and products or services should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Forge Private Wealth. By contacting Forge Private Wealth, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products. The passage of Secure Act 2.0 made some significant changes to retirement saving in America. On today's show, what changed and how it will affect you. Stay tuned. Welcome in to Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. The solution set is going to be designed in such a way that it's helping bridge the gap between where the client is and where they want to go. Your retirement matters. One size never fits all. There's no one approach in financial planning. There's no one investment solution or product solution that should fit more people than it's designed for. He has the heart of an educator. There's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle. And now, Capital Insights. Welcome in, everybody. This is Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Dan, of course, a fiduciary, and he's nearly 20 years helping folks get to and through retirement. And you can find more on him at his website. It's called ForgePW.com. ForgePW.com. Capital Insights. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Fine, thanks. Let me ask you about the name of the show. Capital Insights? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, first off, we're here in the capital city of, Mad- you know, Wisconsin and sure. Madison. And, uh, you know, I always like the idea of providing insights, uh, not just into planning strategies or investment strategies, uh, but also into our industry and how you can um, make sure you're an empowered, you know, consumer of financial services and getting um, the most bang for your buck and, and hopefully getting the results that you need. All right. Well, so. I like it. Capital Insights, that's who. Uh, that's the show. And uh, Daniel's here. So we're talking about Secure Act. And that's something that, I mean, this, the first version of Secure Act, and now this is Secure Act 2.0. And it, it, it they overall have made significant changes to retirement. A lot of them are good things. Don't you think, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. uh you know, both with the first round and then 2.0, um, we're seeing some changes for the better, um, seeing some rules get adjusted to be a little bit more reasonable um, and make sense for the uh, both for just society in general and also for the, you know, the end client or, you know, member of society. So I think it's a good thing. Well, and so let's just dig right into this. There's actually 90 different provisions, and we're going to get through as many as we can here, and then some things that need to be fixed. We'll talk to, we'll talk about that as well. But up first is the Roth. Uh, the after-tax contributions can now be made to SEP and simple IRAs. That's that's a big deal. It's a big deal, you know, and it's probably, you know, something that should have been in place for some time now. But um, these retirement plans for small businesses are fairly common. Um only and uh, employers make contributions with SEPs, while with SIMPLES, both employees and employers make contributions. And up till now, contributions to SEP and SIMPLE IRAs had to be pre-tax. Uh, now they have this additional flexibility, which 
you know, gives them some of the, uh, you know, options that larger employers with Roth and traditional 401k or other mm -hmm. type plans have had in place for some time. And I think that's a great thing. Absolutely. And um, employer matching uh, to a Roth account, that is a significant uh, change. It is, um, you know, not having the ability to get the match on the Roth side was, you know, in some cases a hindrance. And so um, both with what we just discussed with the SEP and simples, but also here with the matching, bringing the Roth option can kind of even with the pre-tax options in more ways is just a good thing because it it just broadens the options that uh, someone would have available to them when planning for their unique financial future and finding the right place for them to put dollars, depending on their situation there today and where they're looking to go. Right. And and again, if, uh, if folks aren't familiar, but maybe they aren't even familiar if they're for, aren't aware that their 401k has a Roth option, find out. And if it does, boy, it's a, it's an easy thing to take advantage of. It is. And, uh, but like you said, sometimes it's not necessarily broadcasted or made that obvious. So, you know, as a participant in a plan, you know, you sometimes need to do your own research, your own digging to make sure you're available. Uh, you're, you're aware of all the options that are available to you in your particular plan. Let's talk about exceptions to the 10% early withdrawal penalty. How does that break down and why is it important? Right. So uh, for those that don't know, the 10% early distribution penalty is for uh, money that would be distributed from a qualified plan, so pre-tax money that is now coming out prior to age 59 and a half, uh, you would get a 10% penalty as well as pay income taxes on those distributions. Uh, what they've done is started to create some exceptions to the rule so that if, in this case, uh, if there's terminal illness, net income that's attributable to an excess contribution or a qualifying disaster, uh, you can get funds out without having to pay those penalties. Oh, okay. um, I think this makes a lot of sense because, you know, I think we're finally seeing some recognition here that a lot of people don't necessarily have a ton of excess beyond what they may need in retirement getting saved up and they shouldn't get penalized if something unforeseen occurs and the bulk of their assets are in a qualified plan. Sure. Uh, folks, if you'd like to get a head start, give you a number here. It's 888-908-0503. And uh, so what about this one-time $50,000 qualified charitable distribution change? I mean, what, what does that mean? I know QCDs are a big thing, and especially when it comes to RMDs, people are taking advantage of that. How does this fit in? Sure. Well, first off, when we say qualified charitable distribution, um, you know, there's a couple different things to understand here. First, um, we're not just talking about if you wanted to give money to a charity, right? They're specifically here um, implying that you are able to get a deduction now, get a deduction for $50,000 on a one-time basis if you are contributing to what's called a split interest entity. So that was not allowed before. You would not get tax breaks for it. Some examples would be, you know, a uh, charitable remainder trust or an annuity trust, uh, these kinds of things have different functions where they're not necessarily just benefiting and end charity. And because of that, didn't get the same treatment as maybe giving direct as there, you could before. Um, and now you have some money that you can also give there and get a direct deduction for. Sure. 
And um, so let's talk about RMDs. Now, that's uh, that started with Secure Act 2.0, and uh, they continue to make changes in the RMD, the the age that you're required to take distributions from your retirement plan. RMDs, it's, it's funny. Whenever I talk to clients about RMDs, they say, I don't understand why they're forcing me to take money out of my account. And if you think about it from the government side, they've allowed you to put money away from your paycheck without paying taxes on it, to grow it without paying taxes on the growth over the course of time. At some point, uh, we all know that the uh, the government and the IRS wants to collect and you know get them the taxes that you've been deferring for so long, and that's what their required minimum distributions satisfy. So, the you know the previous age of seventy and a half was uh, increased in the original Secure Act in 2020. Um, it went to 72, and now in Secure Act 2.0, we're actually going to 73. And then, depending on when you turn 73, out in 2030 and beyond, it's actually going to be pushing up to 74. So we see this going in the right direction in terms of, you know, deferring and delaying that requirement just a little bit um, so that, you know, those that want to plan for this or don't necessarily need the funds get to defer that a little longer. And so I like this one, too, the penalty for missed RMDs. That has been a topic. I mean, since I've been doing these shows uh, about six years, you know, that has always been one of the the topics that, that just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, and the, the penalty was so, it, it was just seemed out, out of line in terms of how large it was. I'm going to say egregious. Penalty. That's what I'm going to say. Egregious, right. <laughs> the idea that if you um, didn't you know, distribute and meet your our required minimum distribution requirement in a calendar year, that you would then get a 50% penalty on what the distribution was, like you said feels egregious. So in this case, <laughs> they're reducing from 50 to percent to 25%. And in some cases, even 10%, if it's corrected in a timely manner, the window for correcting in a timely manner is two years at the end, you know, beyond when the RMD should have been taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you can request a waiver of any penalty uh, from the IRS by taking the RMD now, and then filling out an IRS form requesting a uh, you know, just an exception to the rule, the form being form 5329. Do you find that- As long as you have a reasonable explanation, um, they, they tend to rule in your favor when you do that. Okay, I was just going to ask, in your experience, is that really what happens? Yeah, I, and even prior to this rule, there was a process for requesting exception to the penalty. In my time working with, a, you know, having a tax business working right alongside the wealth management business, we had a couple of instances where a client would have something that they were unaware of or forgot about, um, missed a you know all or partial RMD, and we would help them with this process. Um, and actually, we had a track record of almost always getting that penalty waived. So, being proactive and taking steps to, you know, identify it and say this was a mistake. You know, whether it was you know a an error or just a uh, something that slipped your mind, mm-hmm. it, identifying it and working with the IRS and asking for the exception, you tend to, you know, communicating with them is better than not communicating with them. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, and, and again, it's, it's uh, you know, the kind of thing where, I mean, again, they're recognizing that, that things happen, but I guess the, the biggest thing is if I'm your client, Daniel, 
you're not you're going to make sure that I always take my RMDs if if and when they they come due. Absolutely. It's you know, when we did come across these things in the past, it's usually if someone had money outside of um, our management that either they we weren't made aware of or that they and in some cases we have clients that have forgotten about an account somewhere um, and that would, you know, trip these issues and then we would have to help them fix it retroactively after the fact. Sure. Well, again, um, boy, we've barely scratched the surface here. Let's continue, but uh, we need to take a quick break and uh, let's invite folks to call. We've got some some calendar availability for folks. Sounds good. Well, I know that um, in talking about what's going on with the SECURE Act, um, clearly there's a lot of changes happening. There's a lot to take advantage of, but there's also a lot to miss out on. Um, so what we're offering for the next 10 callers is a no-cost, no-obligation financial review. We'll do an analysis that will include a fee report and risk assessment of your investment portfolio, help you recognize unnecessary losses, um, any unnecessary losses that we could avoid uh, by putting in a protection plan and managing your overall picture in such a way that aligns with where you're going with your goals. We'll do a tax analysis to see if we could reduce your potential tax burden in the future. And we'll also create a custom income plan. This review that we'll do in the first meeting is not the entirety of the process. It's just the beginning, but it'll give you a good feel for if you're doing the things that, you know, help you maximize your ability to get from where you are today to where you want to go in the future. And if there's anything else that could be done. Um, and if so, obviously, we'd love to help you do it. So give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. 888-908-0503. That's the number to call, folks. An opportunity to sit down with Daniel and put that financial roadmap together. It's a true practical financial review. Just as he said, there's a Social Security analysis, a fee analysis, all of that. No cost, no obligation. All you have to do is make the phone call today. 888-908-0503. 10 callers will get the financial re review showing you where you are today. But more importantly, it becomes a roadmap to help get you to where you need to be. 888-908-0503. 888-908-0503. We are going to take a quick break. We're coming right back, though. We've got a whole lot more on Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. It's not uncommon for folks to put off retirement planning with a professional financial advisor because of preconceived notions, blanket assumptions, or just uh, about the process itself. Today, we are dispelling some of those myths, excuses, or justifications to delay or avoid seeking out professional advice about your financial situation and future. We are digging into that. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Dan Meyer is here. Dan, of course, has been helping folks for nearly 20 years, and uh, it's a phone call away, 888-908-0503. So, Daniel, um, let's talk about this. We, we talked a little bit about SECURE Act, and but there are some new things happening for 2024, starting with a $1,000 catch-up contribution um, what does that mean and, and how does that work? Well, what's really changing in 2024 for the catch-up contribution is that um, it's $1,000, but it's going to be 
um, index for inflation. So we should be seeing an increase with that in 2024. Oh, okay. All right. uh, it's the same thing with the, uh, the cap on the qualified charitable distributions. Uh, that's also indexed for inflation. So we'll be seeing now some increases in some of those figures as we move forward from uh, the first year in this. The and the, fi the 529 plans, the, the education plans, there's a major change there. And from what I'm hearing, people are excited about this because sometimes, you know, sometimes a kid doesn't go to college. Yeah, kid doesn't go to college or they get, you know, a scholarship or any number of things sure. that could cause them not to, to need the uh, entirety of a 529 plan. But I, I will absolutely love this because I work with so many young families that find it tough when they look at a financial projection and they see how much they need to put away for retirement, what it costs to make sure they're hedging against the different risks in their life for disability or life. And then also when they want to put away for their own purposes. And then on top of that, paying, you know, saving for a goal that, you know, in higher education, sometimes the increase year after year is more than what they're earning in their investment accounts potentially, because it is something that is going up pretty dramatically. So having flexibility with the money that they're putting away is incredibly helpful. And what's happening here is um, you're going to have the ability to roll up to 35,000 of leftover funds to a Roth IRA in the name of the 529 beneficiary. Yeah. Um, what that takes away is that fear of oversaving in a 529, not being able to take it all out for qualified education purposes, and then being stuck with a penalty in the end. Right. And, and as you said, it, it has to be in place for 15 years before that, that, that comes into play. But that seems pretty logical. I mean, I know a lot of parents are starting their, those 529s when the kids are pretty young. Yeah, I, I see it a lot of times when uh, a child is born, they, they come in and they say, what do we need to do? We want to start soon because we know it's a daunting task to save up, you know, to pay for higher education. And we want to make sure that we're in a place to do so. So, um, you know, it would be very challenging if you met with a financial professional and he had a child that was two years away from going to college to try and figure out how to utilize a plan like that and to be able to build up a sum that would be workable in that that case. There are other things that we can talk about and how to do that. But yes, it, it does need to be in place for 15 years. But this benefit of being able to repurpose the funds um, in for the benefit of the beneficiary with no penalty, and now they've got what is one of the most useful, flexible tools out there already provided to them in the Roth IRA. I mean, I just think that's fantastic. Sure. 888-908-0503. Folks, if you got some questions, you want to sit down with Daniel. And let's say, let's do one more. Um, the Roth 401k can contributions no longer subject to RMDs. And I think people are going to say, what? I didn't have to do an RMD from my, four, my 401k, but you, but you did, right? From the Roth side. Right. right. Again, um, as we discussed previously, this is just bringing some of the Roth rules kind of up to date so that, you know, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, everything is starting to line up so that Roth truly functions like a Roth and traditional or pre-tax money functions the way it should function. So not having to worry about the, RM, you know, the Roth 401k money being part of the RMD calculation just seems logical, but it wasn't the way it worked previously. And now moving forward, it will be. So other things, you know, there'll be a couple of other notable changes in 2024. The only other one I really want to make sure I mention before sure. I move on, um, there's going to be some additional exceptions to the 10% early distribution penalty. Ooh, okay. I mentioned a few that are new 
um, as of this year, uh, a few minutes ago. Um, some additional ones that will be coming out, expenses stemming from a financial emergency up to $1,000 a year, and payments for victims of domestic abuse up to $10,000, and that'll begin to be indexed by inflation. So even more opportunities to potentially, you know, dig into that nest egg without a penalty if something is to come up. I think, again, the acknowledgement that this flexibility is needed if, as a broader society, we want to make sure people are taking advantage of, to the point that they probably should, these, you know, qualified savings vehicles, um, this gives them the ability to maneuver uh, in the future and not be penalized for it if need be. Sure. And again, um, so let's jump into some of these uh, justifications, read that excuses for not sitting down with an advisor if you are in that financial red zone. I'll, I'll qualify it that way. Um, and, and the sure. justification is, well, it's all going to work out eventually. It's fine. I don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I, yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 I guess what all I'd say here is that you know fortune favors the the planner in this case as opposed to the one that's just wishing for it to work out for you. I mean, uh, if you don't prioritize your finances and your financial future, um, your retirement account isn't just going to magically, you know, perform miracles and get to the place it needs to get to without you know some input from you, some concentration and deliberately making sure that you are you're you're utilizing the resources you have to get your retirement balance to get to where it needs to be so that you're covered for your retirement. All right. And uh, so again, here's another one. The justification is that well, I have a 401k. And Dan, you must hear this all the time. Well, I've got a 401k plan. That's my plan. I don't need anything else. Right. Uh, and it's a great piece of a plan, but a okay. 401k is not the plan, right? It's it's one of the in of many investment vehicles that are available to you as part of a broader plan. And it can be, you know, kind of the large foundation potentially for what your retirement picture will eventually look like. But just having the 401k versus maximizing it within an overall plan are two different things. Uh, first off, there may be more than just that type of account that it would be beneficial for you to be taken advantage of. Um, and even if you were able to move past that and say, you know what, the 401k is what I'm going to stick with. Um, what I would say is making the most of what you have in terms of investment options within your 401k and getting the most growth out of it as possible. Obviously, an advisor can help with that as well. Well, and again, with the 401k, it's it, I mean, just because you have one is a great thing, as you said, but it's not the plan. I mean, it's, you know, there's nothing there that's going to tell you how much to take and when. Right. It's Within a financial plan, um, we would have guidance as to what we plan to do with the 401k and all the other elements of the plan. But the plan is going to project out how we use the account and all the other complementary accounts, both from a growth standpoint and then transition to a distribution. So it's, you know, having a plan for even how you invest in a 401k is an investment strategy, not a financial plan. Um, that is an you know, one level down from once the overall plan is in place, we then want to have an investment strategy that gives us the highest chances of meeting our goals that we set for ourselves. And that is the strategy that we would employ within the account after we got to that point. Sure. I like that. And uh, folks, 888-908-0503. Um, so here's the justification. Well, I've got Social Security, and that is more than enough for me to live off in retirement. No question. 
Whoops. No questions, right? <laughs> yeah, whoops. Well, I would say that Social Security was intended to supplement your retirement nest egg, not necessarily be your nest egg. And the benefits are typically not enough to live off in retirement. So, you know, preparing a plan where we can maximize what you get from Social Security, because um, it's definitely part of the bigger picture, um, but also then making sure that we're aware of what needs it's going to cover, what is going to be left to cover from the, you know, the rest of your retirement nest egg, and then making sure that we're getting it to where it needs to be. So it does exactly that. Okay. And uh, so here's another one, uh, an excuse, if you will, or justification. We're being very kind there. Um, well, I'm not going to be spending as much in retirement as I do now. So I'm going to be able to live off what I've already saved. Don't have to do any more. Well, Obviously, a blanket statement like that, I don't know, <laughs> you know, if some people that's absolutely true, right, that they saved enough, others sure. maybe not. Um, but I would say to the idea that I'm not going to spend as much in retirement, um, I tend not to see that, especially in the early years. Of course. I think once you're done working, you find that, okay, well, even if we set aside, you know, traveling the same versus I see a lot of clients that travel more when they first retire or uh, look to do more things. But when you're home all day and not at work all day, there's, you know, it, it costs money to entertain yourself, to feed yourself, to get around and do things. It's, I, I just haven't seen a lot of clients that spent significantly less once they got to retirement. Oh, well, um, I, think, I think that makes you know, sense. And even if, and even if you think you will, um, you know, I think you'll be happy in the end if, despite that, you build in some flexibility in your plan just to make sure that if it's not the case, it doesn't set you back in terms of being able to actually stay retired and not have to go back to work or, you know, generate some other form of income. Well, Daniel, the, uh, the, the clock on the wall says we got to get out of here for uh, another quick break, but let's invite folks to call in the process and uh, we will be right back. Sounds good. Well, you know, when it comes to what we just discussed, you know, there's, there's so many different things that are happening in life nowadays. It's, Life is so busy. There's so many things to pay attention to. Um, it's very easy to deprioritize your financial plan and to put it off for another day. But I'm telling you, once you've met with um, you know myself or someone else that does what I do, put a plan in place, and then going forward, life will continue to be busy, but you've got someone working for you behind the scenes. Um, it really is something that will benefit you greatly. You know. Getting a, a you know first assessment, a full financial review in the you know meeting that we do initially to see how your income plan is going to look, how are you set up from a tax standpoint, and really are your investments aligned with you know where you are today and what you'd like to see in the future? I mean these are the things that we help people figure out and we love doing it. So we've got um, the opportunity for the next ten callers. To have a no cost, no obligation review. We'll take a look at these things for you and see if we can help you. I think that's a great idea, Dan. 888 508 There are some spots on the calendar for you. In fact, 10 spots right now if you call today. 888-908-0503. Get the comprehensive financial review that Daniel just described, plus all the extras. 
And again, no cost, no obligation. So really, you got nothing to lose. Give us a call, 888-908-0503, 888-908-0503. You know, if you're worried about higher taxes, and who among us isn't, especially as you ease into retirement, stick around. We've got some great information and some strategies that could help reduce taxes in retirement. And now, Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. And we're back on Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, of course, Daniel's been helping folks for nearly 20 years, having a great conversation today. We have covered some ground already, Daniel. We have. We have. We've talked about, you know, different reasons people hold off on pursuing financial services. We've talked about the SECURE Act. Uh, man, I'm excited to see where we go from here. Well, we're talking about taxes in retirement, and, and uh, I know it's no secret to you, Daniel, but it's always tax day in retirement, it seems. I mean, we've got to have some strategies in place or we could find ourselves really in a, in a situation we don't want to be in. That's right. I mean, it's not just based on, you know, how your assets may get taxed based on the rules as they sit now, but it's always important to acknowledge that we also don't know where the tax rules may be going. And, in you know, if we step back and you know from a 50,000 foot view look at the economy the national debt a lot of things that are out there i mean i'm not saying this to be in any way talking doomsday or you know talking negative about the direction of the overall markets but i do think that if you look at it from the standpoint of you know potentially needing to close that gap from a national debt standpoint sometime down the road i think there's a good chance that we may need to as part of that process have taxes come up a little bit. And if that does occur, you don't want to be stuck in a situation where you didn't plan in advance to have tax flexibility. So how does that begin? I mean, you know, the, one of the things that my note here says a partial in-service rollover from your 401k. Tell me what that is, Daniel, and why is that important? And it to me, it seems like a pretty good thing. It can be, yes. It's 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 not available to everyone. I want to say that right up front. Okay. It's you right. would need to talk to someone tied to your uh, retirement plan to see if it's available to you, and if so, if there's specific criteria that needs to be met in order to qualify to do so. But what an in-service uh, rollover from your 401k plan is is a it, it's it's the ability to take money prior to either separating employment from your your uh, employer or reaching full retirement age at 59 and a half and being able to roll it into an external traditional IRA. And this gets you uh, flexibility of being in a non-employee plan, employer plan where you'll have the ability to diversify into some investment options that may not be available in your company sponsored plan. It also might allow you to do some additional things with the account, such as, you know, taking advantage of things like, uh, you know, utilizing uh, an annuity potentially, um, some insurance strategies. Uh, there's just, you open up the full array of investment options and uh, tools that are out there for a financial advisor like myself to then see if something there can complement what you have in your work plan a little better than just having everything in one place. Well, and everything in one place. And for most of us, uh, when we signed up with for a 401k, those funds were put into what they call target date funds. And uh, I don't what, what do you think about target date funds? And, and to me, it seems, well, doesn't matter what I think. What do you think? Well, I think that uh, 
I, I've got a couple of opinions on target yeah, date funds. So tar a target date fund, for those that don't know, is um, a fund that uh, puts, you know, a date in the future as, you know, the, the fund's objective. So let's say it's target date 2050. If you're retiring around 2050, the idea is that you invest in the fund and it's going to slowly shift down its risk exposure uh, and from an oversimplified standpoint, maybe reducing the equity exposure and increasing the bond exposure as you go from now into 2050. Um, and so that as an overall strategy may be fine, but you know, what you have to ask yourself is, A, is, is, is this fund really aligned with where I'm at as an investor? Do I really fall into, you know, just that, I hate to call it cookie cutter process, but having that linear reduction, whereas maybe, maybe I don't need to take that much risk off the table. Or maybe if we put together an investment strategy utilizing the other funds, maybe there's some more appealing, you know, growth opportunities, not just going into the target date fund. Okay. Um, and that makes sense as well. Uh, so by moving that out of that 401k, you can help spread those funds out so that they're not just in that target date fund. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when we're using a 401k, um, it's, you know, the vast, vast majority of the time, it's just, you're going to have a select list of maybe some target date funds and then some additional mutual funds within different categories. When we move into a traditional IRA, um, I mentioned some other flexibility we have earlier, but down in the underlying investments, we can invest in direct equities. So in direct stocks, we can use um, exchange trade funds and bring that internal cost down potentially by utilizing that versus mutual funds. Um, and then we've got some additional flexibility regarding uh, the insurance and the annuities as well. All right. And uh, folks, it's a phone call away, 888-908-0503. Consider a Roth IRA conversion. I mean, we've talked about that in the past, Daniel, in terms of making that Roth conversion. It could be the right thing to do, but you need to to talk with someone like you to make sure that it's right. Correct. It's, it's not for everyone. Again, none of these strategies are. It should all be unique to your situation with where you're at today and where you're going. Um, but we do oftentimes find that, um, you know, if you've got the vast majority or potentially all of your retirement nest egg put away in, you know, pre-tax savings like a 401k or other employer plans, that having some Roth funds, once you get to retirement, can help with that tax flexibility, as we discussed earlier. Um, also, when we hit the age of, you know, having required minimum distributions, Sometimes the amount that that required minimum distribution is calculated to start at pushes well above what maybe our plan distribution in our plan would say that we need to do and might even push us into a different tax bracket. So if we can forecast that and then back into today and do some tax diversification either one time or as a plan over the course of several years, to make those conversions at a lower tax rate, potentially, uh, that can be a big benefit to the client long term. I like the sound of that, uh, saving money. And uh, yes, uh, I like this one too. consider life insurance. And boy, has the, the world of life insurance changed over the last 10 years. Absolutely. It's, it's an ever evolving category. And 
It's just, you know, for me, I just, the more options someone has, the better. So I like in the financial world that, you know, both insurance and in, you know, the investment side, the investment world is competitive, right? And that competition in financial services and all the different levels, ultimately in my eyes, benefits the end client because it means they're working to create better solutions and um, a better environment and in some ways also bring the cost behind the scenes down for the end client to be competitive to potentially win your business. Okay. And uh, so as we look at this, let me ask you about index universal life insurance. I've been reading a lot about that lately. That seems to be a kind of a new buzzword. Right. Um, so the way the index universal life policies work is uh, similar to how, you know, an indexed annuity would work as well, right? Mm -hmm. You are able to invest in such a way within the life policy that you can use an index that's going to have a guaranteed floor. Uh, you may be able to participate in some growth, uh, but in years where an investment would have had a loss, um, you're going to be shielded from that loss on the downside. Now, permanent life insurance that has some of these features is not for everybody. And I will say that right up front because I do find that there's some out there that maybe take a solution like this and enroll more people in it than maybe they should because it is very appealing on its face. But I think from a planner standpoint, finding the right life insurance solution, um, whether it be permanent insurance or a combination of permanent and term, identifying the right solution on the permanent side, and then maximizing our ability to grow cash within the policy, and then have a potential distribution from the policy in the future that is not necessarily going to have a tax burden to go along with what we're doing on the Roth side of the financial plan and just give us that enhanced flexibility that really, really gives us a lot of options down the road. I like that, folks. If uh, That's really something that you could uh, have a great conversation with Daniel about. 888-908-0503 is how it starts. Well, okay, as long as we're talking about a fixed index, let's uh, consider a fixed index annuity, uh, which, again, I know uh, you very well, you know them well. Right. So annuities are long-term investments. You know, they're designed to um, guarantee you an annual retirement income, potentially. Um it's almost in a oversimplified way of thinking about it, a way of duplicating what you would think about a pension doing for you, you know, but pensions are no longer all that prevalent in people's, you know, retirement packages. So when they look at, you know, I've got a 401k or I've got another, you know, defined contribution option that I'm building a nest egg in, and then I've got social security, how do I create, you know, an income or a paycheck for myself and a fixed index annuity is a good option for that as, uh, to help maybe plug that gap between, you know, their liquid investment strategy and their retirement income strategy. And on that note, let's uh, put, the, put a cap on this segment and uh, invite folks to call and we will take a quick break. Sounds great. Well, we've covered so much ground today and I'm sure, you know, if you're listening, this can invoke a lot of questions or make you wonder, you know, am I doing the right thing for myself? And, you know, am I getting the most out of the money I'm putting away? And is it going to help, you know, provide for me a retirement that lasts as long as I need it to last? And that's really what we like to help our, our clients solve is that equation of here's where I'm at. Here's where I need to be. How do I get there? 
right? So if you want to come in, we offer a comprehensive financial review right in that first meeting, no cost, no obligation. We'll review several key things. We'll take a look at your investment portfolio from a fee standpoint and risk, do a risk assessment to make sure that uh, you're aware of the risks you're taking, potentially helping you avoid some unnecessary losses and see if we can help by protecting your retirement investment and hopefully still position you for some really good growth. And then also we'll look at how you're gonna be taxed in the future, see if there are some tweaks we could um, help you make that may save you taxes down the road. But that overall picture is what will tell you if you're taking the proper steps today um, to hopefully set you up for success in the future. And that's really what it's all about. So um, for the next 10 callers, we've got time set aside and we love to have a conversation with you. Make it happen today, folks. Just call us 888-908-0503. You get that comprehensive financial review that Daniel just described and all the extras that, again, there's no cost, no obligation. So really, you've got nothing to lose. Just give us a call and start the process. 888-908-0503. 888-908-0503. Last break for us. We're coming back, though. We've got another segment to go here on Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. Hey, when we come back, you've got questions. I know, because I looked at them all. But the good news is Daniel has all the answers. Well, at least most of them. We're going to find out more and that and more right after this. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Capital Insights. Daniel Myers here. I'm Steve Siddall. And this is our segment uh, where... We actually uh, call on the listeners or the listeners call on Daniel to, you know, they've got things going on. And, and you know, with Daniel, with these questions, I think one of the things that, that I know that your process is, is when you find these questions is you try to find questions that pretty much more than one person would be asking. And that, that really is the case, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we hear so many questions from the the people that we meet on a regular basis and you know, a lot of people have the similar concerns um, with their plan or with their investments. So it's I find that it's always beneficial to talk about the things that we're hearing from, you know, kind of the broader community that tends to tell you what, you know, what's on people's minds at the moment. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, on that note, let's jump in here. Gerald has a question. This one. Well, anyway, let me just get through it. Let's say this is Gerald talking. Let's say I have a portfolio of X. Y and Z stocks. Now, stock X has gained 229%, while stocks Y and Z gained 50% each. So why should I sell a portion of stock X and buy stocks Y and Z while stock X is making all the returns? I see it as firing your best salesman and hiring mediocre salesmen who are not helping your business thrive. What's your take on that one? Oh, that's interesting. So um, I don't know if I'll get the X, Y's and Z's right. I'm okay. trying to keep up Understood. with this, yeah. but, but yeah, having one stock that's dramatically outperformed the others. Um, and the idea that you would take some of the gains in the stock that is, is ahead and invested in the ones that haven't performed quite as well. I, I totally hear what he's saying about, it feels like you're firing your best salesman, like you're, you're punishing your best performer, but you know, as a student of, you know, kind of market history, I would tell you that, you know, traditionally and typically there's no one stock or one investment that outperforms year after year after year on, on a just sustained basis. And so the concept of 
taking some of those gains from your your biggest gainers and putting it in those that maybe haven't gone up by quite as much yet is uh you know from just a three stock portfolio standpoint um obviously makes sense but also for a broader portfolio if you're you know have a fully diversified portfolio and you're you're utilizing exposure in other asset classes such as um you know bonds and stocks maybe some foreign equities and bonds some alternative holdings maybe a small position in cash um this rebalancing also makes sense um on an ongoing basis as a discipline to help you know you know first off take advantage of the fact that you've got good growth let's capture some of that and not assume that it's just going to continue on a you know an ongoing basis indefinitely that way if it does pull back you didn't uh, you captured some of it while you were still at a pretty significant gain and then make the uh not the gamble but the assumption that you know if as things even out over time some of these stocks that haven't had their big growth moment yet uh may still have it and I want to reinforce them while it's uh cheaper buy all right 888-908-0503. Uh, Gerald, again, the best idea is to give us a call. Come on in, sit down with Daniel and just work through it. I think it makes sense. I like your explanation. You made it pretty clear what uh, what might work. No, well, I hope so. Yeah. I, I think I think in the end, I mean, I don't know who's stock X, Y, and Z oh, are, right? Really, so yeah. there's a lot of additional context. But in general, I would just say that when you've got an outperformer, let's make sure that we we don't just assume that's going to outperform everybody indefinitely, sure. right? And ah. if and if he did find the one stock that is always going to outperform the market for the rest of the time, I mean, all I'd say is kudos to Gerald that, you know, that's going to do really well for him. But <laughs> exactly. typically, you know, that rebalancing um, discipline does, you know, work out well long term. So. All right. Uh, there you go, Gerald, 888-908-0503. Uh, Edward has a question now. Uh, Edward says, I've got $75,000 sitting in my checking account at the bank. Now, this is not part of my emergency fund. What can I do with this money to put it to work for me? Thanks in advance. Yeah, wow, that's a lot of money to have sitting wow. in cash. That is, and it's uh, it's also, uh, I mean, there's so many things you could do. It's, it's you know, Edward, I mean, if you've got money that is there in place for your emergency fund, and if I can just make a couple of other quick assumptions, if you also got have your long-term savings put in place, whether it's through a work retirement plan or a combination of work retirement plan and other investments, and so you truly find yourself sitting on 75000 and not knowing what to do with it, well, you know, the simple answer is you have the entire scope of the investment world available uh, it doesn't need to be in a retirement plan and it doesn't need to be in cash you can um, invest in a portfolio that is um, going to be ultimately flexible to you um, the gains will be capital gains taxable but you will have the ability to deploy those assets in any one direction or the other if we did look at the retirement picture and we could potentially use some of that seventy-five thousand to reinforce that um, that that's an option as well. But and, and I hate to be so vague in my response, but there's so that this is such a broad question. Um, you would really need to know more about um, Edward's situation to give more detailed advice. But the bottom line is there's going to be a better place to put it than just having it sit in a cash account, not earning what it could be earning elsewhere, um, you know, depending on whether it's going for a specific goal or whether we're just 
um, creating a unique investment for kind of that that flex position that's in between emergency funds and your long-term assets. Okay, I like that. I've been thinking about that when you started talking long-term care and, and what how that might be covered. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's worthy of a discussion, Edward. Give us a call, 888-908-0503. All right, on we go. Martha has a question. Martha says, my business has a simple IRA for employees who desire to take part. Now, unfortunately, our advisor has gone radio silent for the past eight months. Now, the other advisors in the company have been little to no assistance in regard to his whereabouts. I'm fairly old school and prefer doing business in person, and the account has $750,000 in it. Is it time to find a new advisor, Daniel? <laughs> well, uh, I think the simple answer is yes. yes. I, um, <laughs> I think so you too. hit a, a chord with me on this. I one of the things that really bothers me when I when I hear something like this, and I'm sorry to hear this, Martha, is when you hear about the the radio silent treatment, right? I, I it just bothers me to no end because you know what? There's a lot of trust put into an advisor when they you know you work with them with their personal situation, or in this case, with the simple IRA for the employees, and and for Martha. I'm sure it's not only a frustration for her, but she probably feels a, a feeling of guilt about not getting what she needs from the advisor on behalf of her employees as well. Um, I would say right now that it's more important than ever for an advisor to be transparent and regularly communicating with clients, whether it's with the retirement plan or whether it's um, someone you're working with directly. When the market gets volatile, when there's a lot of changes um, that are out there, we covered some of them earlier with the Secure Act discussion, but just in general, this is when you should be able to lean on your advisor the most, and they should be able to get you the most benefit back in terms of making sure you're aware of the changes, making sure you're aware of what's going on in the markets, also helping you filter through some of the noise that can be very intimidating around what's happening in the market and what it might mean for you. And uh, yeah, this is when they should be talking to you the most. And if they're not, um, I, I would say whether it's this specific, specific situation or something else, if your advisor's not responsive, in general, it's time to find someone new. 888-908-0503 is your first step, Martha, in finding someone new. Uh, let's go ahead. Uh, we've got time for another one here. Let's go to Frank. Frank says, I'm still a little iffy on the Secure Act 2.0 and the way that will impact me and my spouse. Now, I was uh, born in September 1957. My wife was born in October 1959. How do we calculate our full retirement age, our FRA? I just want to plan accordingly. Appreciate you and the program. Well, you know, we were talking about Secure Act 2.0 a little bit earlier. All right. Um, yeah, so let's see. Let me do the math here. 57 and 59. Okay, so... He is 66 and she is 64. So, um, you know, when it comes to the SECURE Act, I think the most relevant thing for them to make sure they're tight with is, you know, if he's 66 um, and she's 64, they're going to be bumping up against that, that change that we have in about seven years that's built into this um, in 2030, where the age for um, the required minimum distribution, required minimum distributions is actually going to be changing. All right. Well, uh, there you go, Frank. Give us a call. It's 888-908-0503. Well, Daniel, this has been a really fun show, and we've got one more opportunity for folks to grab those last spots on the calendar. 
Sounds great. Well, I know that, you know, we've covered a lot of ground and, uh, but there's probably some additional things that people out there are concerned about and we want to have the conversation, right? I, I spoke just a minute ago and you probably, Steve, could uh, sense in me that when I hear about people not getting communicated to or getting good proactive service, it just, it just bothers me to no end. Sure. And so if you're out there, if, whether, if you don't have a financial professional and you think that it's time to start getting that input, we welcome the opportunity. If you do work with someone and they're not keeping you up to date about what's happening in the economy, what's happening with your portfolio, and if they're shying away from you reaching out to them because of market volatility, uh, that's, that's not the type of service that you deserve. You deserve someone who's not only going to respond to you, but has a plan in place to move through periods like this and is furthermore proactive about telling you what they see and what they're doing about it. Uh, that's why this profession exists, not to, not to shy away when things get tough. This is when we need to be at our best. So if you'd like to come in, have a conversation, um, I can talk about how I work and how my broader team works um, in doing just this. So we've got uh, no cost, no obligation, financial review. We'll take a look at your situation. We'll tell you a little bit more about who we are, and we'll see if it makes sense to work together. I like it, Daniel. Folks, it's uh, why we give you the opportunity to review your individual circumstances with no cost and no obligation. Here's some things you're going to find out. How much risk are you taking? Are there any red flags that could be a potential problem for you? How about how much you pay in fees or commissions? Are you sure you're right? Are you sure you know? Daniel can dig in for you. Also, potential tax liability. We talked about that today. And, of course, finding security in a lifetime retirement income plan that includes maximizing those very important Social Security benefits. If you'd like to take advantage of that complimentary review, give us a call, 888-908-0503, 888-908-0503. Daniel, as always, a pleasure to be here and to uh, have these conversations. The information is really important. Well, thank you for being here as well. I always enjoy our conversations, and yes, I think this is Incredibly important information, and uh, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. If you're hearing this and you want to get the details and you want to make sure that you're maneuvering through all these changes appropriately, give us a call. We can help you out. 888-908-0503. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We do appreciate it. And we're going to come back next week with new topics and questions and a whole lot more here on Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. Investment advisory services offered through Daniel Meyer, registered investment advisor. During the show, Daniel Meyer provides general information and not individually targeted personalized advice and is not liable for the use of the information discussed. Exposure to ideas and products or services should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial products. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than the original investment. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed for consumers refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities for investment advisory services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Forge Private Wealth. By contacting Forge Private Wealth, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.